0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Top of the List as we return from a short hiatus here for a summer vacation break. RB's been away on a very important vacation on his honeymoon. RB, you want to tell people about your travels before we get into our review? Uh,
1: Yes, sir. I'm happy to do that. Uh, Enjoyed an incredible three weeks around Japan and Taiwan. Uh, Definitely a life changing experience. Uh, my first time outside of uh, uh, the United States or the United States adjacent, let's say that. It was amazing. It was incredible. And the first thing I did about two nights after I got back, after I caught up from jet lag, was hit the movie theaters and got right back on it, getting my research ready so I could be back here on top of the list uh, to discuss <laughs> some some big <laughs> summer blockbusters that have been hitting the silver screen of late.
0: Yeah, they're big, big uh, summer for movies this summer. And um, there's been some big, pretty great ones. Uh, we'll remind people our latest, our last episode we recorded was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, so that's where we left off with a big recommend on that one. And now that we return from our hiatus, we are back with another superhero film. This time, the sequel to Into the Spider-Verse, Across the Spider-Verse. Uh, so retur- lots of returning characters in this one, lots of new characters as well. And lots to talk about. Uh, But before we get started, I just want to remind everybody that you can find us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. As well, uh, you can check down in the description below to get our Letterboxd accounts and our Twitters if you want to give us a follow on there, see what's going on with those. We'll try to get up to date on those as well. And with that said, we're just going to keep continuing, giving you our thoughts, reviews, and breakdowns of films as we like them and sometimes we might uh be later on them like I know that well we'll acknowledge that we're recording this the flash is out I haven't seen it yet so as soon as I see it that will be the next review we're going to review it so that's what you have to look forward to but let's get started with our review of Across the Spider-Verse RB um before we get into our score for Across the Spider-Verse let's fill people in on Into the Spider-Verse where did you stand on the first film
1: so I'm I'm going to be very honest with you. So I never saw the first film in theaters. Uh, first okay. time I watched it, I watched it at home. Um, I was not. I, I, I enjoyed it very much. The the first film, um, but again, I was I was a little late to the party. Everyone was so mind blown by it. I think it came out like our senior year of college, and I was just you know finishing up my. Senior year, you know, wasn't quite into the going to the movies every week phase that I was in now. So finally when I got around to it, I enjoyed it, but it had been so hyped up that I don't know what 100% lived up to the hype for me. So in preparation for this, going to see this one, because I knew it would come out uh, while I was in Japan and it was going to be one of the first movies I watched. I watched it again mm-hmm. for the first time, revisited it cool. on the flight to Japan. And – um I definitely liked it a lot more on second viewing when I was I a little Into bit the more. Spider-verse. Yeah, I was a little bit more removed from all the hype around it. Um, Into the Spider you know, Verse is one just, of the
0: best Spider-Man movies, man. I love it.
1: Well, I like that I could fill, form my own opinion on it. I wasn't mm. sitting there with everyone telling me that it's the greatest Spider-Man movie of all time, and me just having to either agree with it or be the outlier. And as you know, our listeners know. A lot of the times I like to be the outlier. When someone tells me something yeah, is the greatest yeah. movie, I like to go in and nitpick and find, find flaws. But upon second viewing, like I said, it had been about three or four years since I had seen it. I really, really liked the original uh, Into the Spider-Verse. I thought it was a really, really interesting take. I think it had a good amount, which I love about superhero movies, of, uh, of comedy and of, let's call it heroic action and drama. Um, I you know I I, I, I just really enjoyed. It. I thought Kingpin I was a great was a great villain. Um, I, like the, I like the, uh, the I like the the. I guess he's kind of an Uncle Ben esque character in Miles. Uncle Aaron old Prowler, Uncle Aaron, yeah, yeah, that's
0: his um, version of Uncle Ben.
1: Yeah, but it is and it is. You know, I know it's it is his Uncle Ben, but there's there's a difference, you know, between Uncle Ben and Uncle Aaron for sure, to say the least.
0: Is it just because one's white and one's black, Ryan? Is that no, what you're come saying? Come on
1: now, re- relax. You know what I mean. In, in the sense that you know, Uncle Uncle Ben is caught up in the wrong place in the wrong time, and and oh, different, I, I don't like think
0: different characters. Yeah, the, the yeah, same can sure. be said
1: about the Prowler. Yeah. You know,
0: yeah. But that's his. That's his. Uh, like you know, when Uncle Ben dies, that's it's when his he Uncle becomes ben Spider-Man. Moment.
1: Yeah. It's yes. The, yeah. The yes. Uh, the the intersect point. Yes. Or the yeah, I forget absolutely. the term they use in this canon event. Yes. Canon event. Canon event, you. bro. Come
0: on, man. Holy crap. That's one of the biggest reveals in the movie, Canon event. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. But uh, anyways, is it cool if I say a little bit about Into the Spider-Verse? Yeah, before no, we go to do. Okay. Yeah. So I, I always really loved Into the Spider-Verse. When I first saw it, I saw it in theaters on my own. And much like you, RB, I had heard this overhyped as it was one of the greatest animated films of all time. I went to the theater and watched it on my own the first time. And I walked out saying, yeah, that was pretty incredible. But it wasn't mind-blowing to me. But once I watched it with my younger cousin, uh, Rocco, uh, I went to the theater with him. And we both watched it together. He hadn't seen it yet. And I told him, "Like, yeah, it's pretty cool. Let's go see it. And after seeing him enjoy it so much, I that was one of the first times I realized, oh, maybe I wasn't really the target demographic. But I... Just kind of saw how much he really enjoyed it as a kid, and that I was like, oh, okay, this is that's the appeal to this one is that this one was just appealing to everyone in such a great way. And I think what the big impru- um impressive uh, achievement they made in that film was that they made it look like a comic book had come to life, and yes. I'd never seen any animation done like that before. So that yeah, was definitely the big achievement the- for that. For that reason, I'd say it's a big achievement. Uh, but yeah, yeah, the animation
1: ahead. style is is very very cool. Um, unlike something we've Definitely seen a before, first. and yeah, yeah, it's 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 a combination, I would say for sure, of uh, both comic book style and then on the Miles Morales side, you got a lot of that sort of graffiti street graffiti. art style, which I love as well.
0: Yeah, so cool, yeah. so cool, and yeah, so into the Spider Verse. We both treasure this film. We both enjoy it a lot. I don't know if it's the best Spider-Man film. I still have a soft spot for No Way Home. I still have a soft spot for some of those Tobey Maguire movies as well. So, yeah. uh, But anyways, it, it's up there with some of the, good, the best Spider-Man movies. And then I saw Across the Spider-Verse. And I don't know where you sit on this one, RB, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Across the Spider-Verse is the first 10 out of 10 I'm going to give this year. I thought this was one of the greatest artistic achievements of my lifetime. I've lived 26 years in those 26 years. I can't praise this movie enough. This is an artistic achievement on every level, just from the pure actual artistry going on to the storytelling to the characters. So many different characters, so many different backgrounds, so many of them fully fleshed out, so many callbacks for nostalgia's sake, so much fan service. There was so much to love in across the Spider-Verse. This is my number one movie of the year.
1: All right. All right. Um, <laughs>
0: so that's where I, I sit. I, I'm interested yeah. to see where you are.
1: I, I loved this movie. I really, yeah. really enjoyed this movie. More so than I enjoyed Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, Me too. You know, I went in, I, I think it was no... You know, no question that we're yet again in a superhero movie about the multiverse, which we've mm-hmm. done. You know, it's been the hot, bu- hot button topic so far in the recent superhero movies. That's what movies. I was and worried there been, about. There have been some good ones. I, I think uh, uh, No Way Home did it very well. There have been mm-hmm. some bad ones. I think Doctor Strange was not very good. Multiverse of, right. of Mayhem, right? That's the correct name? Yeah, left uh, a lot
0: to be desired. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so I was curious where this one would, how this one would hit, and I think prior to a movie that I watched this week, it has been my favorite superhero movie that has touched on the multiverse, and definitely one of my top multiverse films of all time. I don't think I can give it as high of a score as I gave everything, everywhere, all at once, which I'm going to continue to say is the best movie I think we've reviewed on this show. Yeah, um, it's
0: favorite of all time for sure. <laughs>
1: It's yeah, it's really high up there. But I I I give this one though a nine out of ten, and with room to improve, I had no idea going in. And I guess this is a cue the spoiler warning. Wee wee wee! I had no idea that this one was going to end sort of in a part one of a two part fashion. I did not know it was going to end in a to be continued and cliffhanger. Massive cliffhanger. So, again, I gladly will give this one room to improve. There were a lot of subjects that were a little convoluted, but I think they will be able to explain those as we get into the next film, which will be titled, again, Dom... uh,
0: Beyond the Spider-Verse.
1: Beyond the Spider-Verse. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, as it stands right now, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. Definitely one of the best films I've seen all year. There's been some more that I've liked. Just a a smidge more, but... Um, definitely We've gotten an some really movie. awesome
0: movies this year. So
1: absolutely, yeah. it's hard and to choose thing, between. Them. You know, I, I think, and you and I have talked about this off-screen. You know, films that you have seen that I have not seen that you think have been incredible. Films that I've seen that you have yet to see mm-hmm. that you thought of, yeah. that I thought have been incredible. So I'm, yeah. you know, I'm really the excited I'm ready to came, get to December.
0: The only one that is tying is coming close to topping this one for number one is John Wick Four. That's the I only you one. You are going
1: to say that, yep.
0: That's the only one. I, I love yeah. Guardians, but I'm safe to say that is going to be my number three this year. Maybe, maybe okay. The Flash. Maybe The Flash is number three. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. anyways, well, uh, this, can this we break down across? Yeah, yeah oh, sorry,
1: absolutely. Ahead. Yeah, No, I was just going to say, this was definitely mm-hmm. a... Uh, a I, I would be surprised if this doesn't end up in my top ten uh, yeah. by the end yeah. of the oh, year. Sure. Uh, definitely. Oh, now, that, sure. like I said, there are... I want to say there are three movies right now that I have that have higher scores in it that I've given so far this year, but this, this should be pretty safe in there. But yeah, let's break it down.
0: Okay. Um, so I, I, I was, like you were saying, kind of the build up to this movie, I was kind of worried with all the multiverse stuff going on, how would this one cut itself out different from the rest? And one of the things that we felt was left to be desired in Multiverse of Madness was we only visited one universe in that movie, really, right? Uh, Overall, it was just one or two universes. So I was wondering, okay, how can they push the limit? Because we know this is animation. We know there's going to be multiple art styles. I was immediately drawn in in the first five minutes seeing that Gwen Stacy is the central character of this yep. film for the most yep. of it besides Miles Morales I'd say they're both the main character of the film um, and I'd also say that her watercolor artwork world might be one of the most beautiful works of art I've ever seen in animation
1: how what amazing is about this Gwen opening story? sequence when she's <laughs> when she's playing the drums and going through her backstory so we awesome. get to see because we don't ever we get to know her tragedy her backstory a little bit in Into the Spider-Verse. You know, we know her... It's hinted her, at, yeah. Her Uncle Ben is Peter Parker dying, but we don't really know what happened, and we get the full story here, a beautiful sequence, incredible punk rock-esque, not as much as Spider-Punk, another character introduced in this, but, right. Uh, you know, just an incredibly powerful opening sequence where we get a full backstory of Spider-Gwen. And...
0: To my shock and awe, this is just one of the very many art styles that we'll say, see throughout this film. Like you were saying, Arby, Spider-Punk has his own art style. We have Spider-Man India living in Mumbatan. It's awesome. Yep. I loved his art yep. style and yep. everything there. We, Of course, we have Mother Return of Miles with the year 2099. They're so <laughs> many different art styles on display here yep this is a nightmare to how did they make this kind of movie like how did they make this It's kind of crazy but anyways yeah so i loved everything with gwen stacy i loved her plight with her father um and what did you think about because i know this has been discussed online i'm not sure if you've read about Mm -hmm. this at all rb but the way that the art artwork interacted in her room you know when she hugs her dad she kinda like turns everything turns red and looks like her love and then like mm-hmm. she's blue when she's like kind of away on her own. Oh yeah. And that's kinda oh, showing yeah. how she's transitioning between these two identities. And I know that it's been kind of a discussion that like there's um, the art the color of the walls in her bedroom are the same colors as the trans flag. So that's kind of like a way that people have been interpreting it that Gwen Stacy it's kind of like a trans story is her story in this movie. What, did you read I, I, about that at all? I
1: never read about that, didn't pick up on that, but I've, no, I, again, didn't notice it, but, I mean, that's, that's, again, the amazing artistry that goes into. Pretty cool, I thought. Both, both filmmaking and animation is that, you know, things can be snuck in there that, you know, that certain audience members can pick up on and others can't, and it can be put in intentionally or unintentionally by these artistic designers that. You know, just more credit to them. I mean, that's that's incredible. And, no, I I didn't read about that. But, again, if they did that, that's just even more incredible and more powerful. I thought that was a
0: pretty beautiful – yeah, I thought that was, like, a beautiful metaphor because her story is pretty awesome. Like, she has a piece of herself that she doesn't want to share with her dad. And once he finds out, he kind of judges her for it. Like, hey, like, I thought that was a pretty cool story that they were able to blend it with that message. That was really awesome. So Mm -hmm. when Stacey was an awesome addition – and then, of course, we get the return of Miles Morales. Let's talk about Miles Morales in this movie. His character arc is incredible. What did you think about Miles?
1: You know, I wasn't crazy about him in the start of this film. You know, he's, he's lost his charm a little bit. You know, I, I, I hate to say it, but I mm. mean, what was so likable about him was his struggle to become Spider Man in Into the Spider Verse. Uh, mm. Right? That, that's the original. And this is
0: across the universe yes. um
1: yes. here you know he almost has come off i'm not crazy about the cocky miles Morales. um <laughs> i mean for lack of a better term but i i think he loses a lot of he loses a lot of endearment he almost gives off i'll put it this way he gives off andrew uh andrew garfield vibes rather than toby mcguire or uh, uh or um oh, why am i blanking on his name uh MCU Spider-Man. Tom is. Holland. Tom Holland vibes, you know? Spider-Man isn't necessarily supposed to ooze the confidence, and when he does, he's supposed to be, you know, a jerk, like he is in Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man 3. Really? Doing Dance- I, a, yeah. I'm surprised to hear you say
0: this because I actually have – that was one of my favorite parts about Miles' story. I don't mean to interject, but mm-hmm. – um, No, go ahead. One of my favorite parts about Miles' story is once – I agree with you with the lead up and everything, like when he's going to school and the school meeting and him being cocky there, I agree. Okay. Yeah. That was a yep. little bit of a character shift. It shows that he's growing up and becoming a little more of a teenager, kind of a, you know, as his character art. But what I did like is later that they, that when, Gwen Stacy comes into the picture, he becomes the geeky nerd, just like uh, Peter Parker. She's in his room. And she looks at his notebook where he's been drawing pictures of this girl that he's totally in love with, and he's embarrassed by. Then she goes over to his action figure collection and opens his collector's action figure, and he's like, "Ah, oh, that was a collector's item." Right. And right, then later, yeah. when they're at the party on the rooftop, his mom comes over and completely embarrasses him, and is, he's like so devastated by how embarrassed his, his mom is making. So that to me was a little more like Miles. So I, I but I see what you're saying. So yeah,
1: okay. Yeah, but uh, again, as much as I, I'm not crazy about that Miles Morales as mm-hmm. Spider-Man in this attitude. I think it's great. I think everything in that opening sequence with him and the spot is. We gotta is, talk about the spot. Yeah, one of my favorite sequences in any Spider-Man. Me you know, this too. fight through Brooklyn and you know, so the, creative, figuring out getting. Through, yeah, absolutely, and the dialogue. Uh, I mean, I think. Jason Schwartzman, right, voices yeah, the spot? He's amazing. And he's, he's amazing in it. Oh, my goodness. And his evolution as a character in this is incredible. A character I, – I, and
0: let, let's talk about the spot because I, I got to talk about this. This is one of my yep. favorite villains of all time, a corny villain that as the film goes on gets scarier and scarier and more <laughs> intense. I <laughs> loved the spot in this movie. Yeah, He was hilarious when he needed to be scary when he had to be perfect. Just perfect. And I love the way it's intertwined. It reminds me a lot of how uh Batman and the Joker were in the Michael Keaton Batman, one created yep. the other, kinda like that. Yep. Like he's saying, You created me and, and I created you and all that. And like I loved the spot. His powers were so intriguing. I want to see more of his powers and Again, stuff in part we'll, of
1: the reason that I give this a nine out of ten right, right. now is because it I left feeling, yeah. so much more to be desired with the spot. There was so much going on with the Spider-Verse that we have this awesome villain that wasn't touched on enough as far as I'm concerned, which is why I'm not 100% devastated that they left this with the to be continued because right. I am so excited to see the spot sort of in full <laughs> full power yeah. mode now that he's figured out how to use his powers.
0: Oh yeah, that's gonna be awesome, and we'll see if that prophecy comes true, right? Because there's the whole uh, canon event prophecy and all of that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, because what what happens? What is they? That was another art style that they jumped into when he, it was like, the it was like uh, he was saying, "Oh, look what's gonna happen! I'm gonna destroy you!" And he remember, the building's falling on his dad, and he sees the yep. vision of the future. Mm-hmm. That was cool. And
1: that sort of I an, forgot yeah, why the, that the, happened. The, the Wasn't that because scribbled. he went
0: inside himself?
1: That that was once he um, once he. Got the collider in uh, in Mumbai.
0: Yeah, Mumbai. Yeah. yeah, That's cool. And once
1: once he gets yeah, that's right. the collider, and, yeah, gets his full power, full level of power to control the spots. Yeah.
0: Okay. So we've talked about the spot. Let's talk about two more characters before we talk about one of our biggest adversaries in the film. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Spider Man India who yep. is played... I, maybe you have the actor's name here, but he was also in Deadpool. He played the taxi driver in, in mm-hmm. Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Do you have uh, name?
1: Yeah, I, I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, but yes, he he was amazing. I mean, this was sort I of our, love our first... I Spider-Man India. Yeah, uh, Spider-Man India played by... Come on. Uh, Karan Sony.
0: He was fantastic in this film. Hilarious. I loved how... They keep bringing back this thing they go to, let's do this one more time. And then they show the whole backstory of this version of Spider-Man. I loved his vibe. I loved his confidence. I loved the art style of this world was so unique, so cool. I loved the quick little jokes he had in between when he was giving his his little introduction. Um, did mm-hmm. you enjoy everything that happened with
1: Spider-Man yeah, India? Every, uh, again, he, yeah. he is a character similar Chai-Tee? to... Yes. Yes. Chai means tea. (laughs) What would you be a TT? Yes. Um, It's like non-bread. That means bread, bread. (laughs) Yes. yes. He is amazing. Again, this was the beauty of Into the Spider-Verse with the introduction of all the different Peter Parkers. And again, they just hit it out of the park um, with the introduction of another great Peter Parker-esque, another Spider-Man. You know, we got it with the introduction in Into the Spider-Verse of everything from Peter Porker to, you know, 1940s film noir Spider-Man, yeah. you know, there's just so many great introductions, Um, and this is another one, and I love this character, I think he is hilarious in this, I love his whole, you know, it, it, the whole backstory telling, you know, with my beautiful girlfriend and my perfect hair, you know, that I, you know, I don't even use any product in the morning, I just wake up and it's relatively flowy, you know, I, I thought he was, yeah.
0: I uh, thought he such was, a joy.
1: Um yes, he was excellent and this was another awesome addition, uh, another excellent addition to the Spider-Verse.
0: And another cool character they added as well is Hobie, also known as Spider-Punk. Yes. I thought he was pretty awesome too. A different character than pretty much anyone else, another completely unique character. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, did not realize that it was Daniel Kaluuya who voiced Spider-Punk. Right. Um, but, uh, another awesome, awesome character. There were times I will say where he went so fast in his introductions that I couldn't quite understand couldn't what he understand. was saying. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. which I don't know if it was, is a nitpick or not, because again, the visual style of him was amazing. So I, I don't know necessarily yeah. that you needed to understand it. Um, but I mean, another great character with a lot of great quippy lines and, um, an awesome, you know, I think a really I cool... I love how
0: rebellious he is.
1: But I think he had a really cool character development. This is a character that I think came full circle yeah. in this film, which a lot of characters didn't because they left things to be desired in the next film. He was a character that really came full circle mm-hmm. from sort of being uh, an antagonist to Miles in the sense that, you know, Miles fears that he's a love interest, uh, you know, of, of Gwen, but becomes really a good friend and someone who's there to help Gwen and and Miles and in their plight.
0: Yeah, I I yeah I agree with you, man. I I loved everything with Hobie, and I loved uh, yeah, I just loved how he was against like uh, like society, like the spider society itself that they had put together. Um, he was against like them working together and stuff, and mm-hmm. I liked how he helped Miles because he knew what. Right, what was truly right, and right, um, right. that's kind of like leading me into one of the biggest things in this story is Spider Man 2099, his backstory, his reason why he's doing what he's doing, and the big reveal of the canon events and the death of Miles' dad that must happen. Right, so, right, what is your takeaway for all of this, RB? What did you think about Spider-Man 2099? Played by Oscar Isaac, none other than Oscar Isaac. Yep.
1: You know, he's, it's another character that I, I think left a lot to be desired. Um, you know, and I'm excited to see more about him in the next film. Because I have a feeling that I, – I, I don't have a feeling. I can't get a – is he truly – are his motives truly good? That is what I'm struggling to understand. because. See, that's my, what I
0: love about this movie. Right. That's what I love about this movie is that you don't know who's really bad, who's really good.
1: Absolutely, and That's again, I'm like so it. frustrated with this film wanting to know more about him until we hit. This is one of the characters that I'm grateful that we have a to be continued. Uh, you know, the cliffhanger yeah. because I need to know I more. Love I the need to understand though. more about this character.
0: What'd you think about the little flashback that they showed with how him being a vampire and how he had to hijack another because he what was it was it the other miguel died and then he took his place as the father and then it was uh that was the first event that was the anomaly what what were they calling them anomalies or variations or something like that
1: yeah exactly very similar similar uh terminology to what we saw in loki and sort Mm -hmm. of the the pruning Mm -hmm. of the non-canon events was very similar to the uh to the – yeah, so anomalies were the terms they use here, but the pruning of the – I'm trying to remember the term in Loki, um, but any of the yeah. divergent timelines that they had to prune.
0: Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so uh, did you enjoy that storyline, uh, the backstory with Spider-Man 2099? Because I personally felt uh, that he was one of the coolest characters in the whole film because he I was so like- different –
1: I felt like his backstory was convoluted. I feel like we're going mm. to get if if I my hunch is correct, we are going to like we opened this one with Spider-Gwen and her backstory was the opening to this film. I would be very pleased if they opened uh the next Spider-Verse film with uh Spider-Man 99's full backstory or 2099's full backstory. I
0: I would like to see that, but I have a hundred percent certainty that's not going to happen because okay. of the way this film ended. I know a hundred percent how the first, the next movie is going to start. Okay, should we move this, into the big cliffhanger?
1: Well, I, I mean, just my my last point on uh, on Miguel O'Hara. Yeah, is, of course. I mean, mm-hmm. for, it's just brushed over that he's a vampire. I mean, it's just he's a vampire.
0: Yeah, I wish they did explain that more.
1: That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm it, with it's, you There's, on there's that. just so much left to be desired about his backstory as Spider-Man, and I know we don't have time. Um, before we get into the big cliffhangers, I just want to, again, give props oh, yeah, yeah. To, to Jake Johnson as Peter B. Parker. Um, I think he hit the roll out right. of the park. And maybe. Hey,
0: I forgot about to, to We have to talk about them. Yep, Ooh, yeah.
1: Yeah. So
0: I, oh, I think. Great to see them.
1: Yeah. I think he is, without a doubt, the um, one of my favorite pieces. Of, one of my favorite comedians. I mean, he was in. I watched him in New Girl as a comedian, Jake Johnson. And um, I think he's amazing in this role in back-to-back films, and I love him as a father.
0: How about – I've been meaning to tell you this. I wasn't sure if you knew this. Uh, Ben Riley, voiced by uh, the guy from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I can't remember his name right now.
1: Uh, Andy Samberg? Andy Samberg. I didn't know Andy Samberg was in this movie. Who was he? He was
0: in this movie. That was his voice. You know the one that was like – He's like, my perfect bicep. Look at this, a perfect chokehold. Oh, that... my, my, okay. Look at this perfect pose. You know how it, that was Ben mm. Reilly's Spider Man from the okay. comics. Okay, I didn't that know that No, at, uh, yeah.
1: All right. yeah. All right. So he
0: was in this one. I loved him in this one. And um, of course, the return of the spectacular Spider Man. I wasn't sure if you ever saw that TV show, RB. Did you? I did not, no. So the, there's a cartoon series called The Spectacular Spider-Man that came out before Disney acquired the rights to Spider-Man, and mm-hmm. it was really – it was like a perfect Spider-Man cartoon, and one of my favorite ones I watched uh, – I think it came out like when I was in like middle school or something like that. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so he returned in this one, as well as we have Donald Glover as the prowler he made a quick cameo as well mm-hmm. because yep, and the reason yep. why in this I wasn't sure if you knew was because in Spider-Man Homecoming he made yeah, a cameo he, as uh, Aaron absolutely. Davis.
1: Yeah, has the yeah. Spider-Man sl- sticks his hand to the the car and you know, hey, I got it somewhere to be. Yeah, that I knew. Yeah.
0: yeah. So uh, yeah, so there's there's so many cool things and of course uh, uh PS PS5 or PS4 PlayStation Spider-Man He's in this one. That was cool to see. Uh, and, of course, a lot of other silly ones like T-Rex, Spider-Man, Cat Spider-Man. Lego There's so many Spider-Man. other ones. That was a big sequence. I love yep. that. Yep. That was yep. awesome. Yep. So many no, different so, art styles.
1: Again, I, I think this these films, bread and butter, and what, you know, it leaves me wanting more is I love all the Spider-Man backstories. And that's, you know, I wish we had more of that, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. But are you uh, so... It turns out that everyone's against Miles because they don't want him to stop the canon events of his father dying. Oh. And he says, I'm going to write my own story. And he leaves Gwen behind. Well, we is, get a huge right?
1: reveal. We get a huge reveal yeah. first that, mm-hmm. you know, Miles is not supposed to be a Spider-Man because it's not that's, a radioactive spider from his universe. It's from Earth 42, not his Earth 1610, right?
0: Right, right.
1: And that's, that's the whole spot tie in there, that the spot was the one who brought the spider from the alternate universe.
0: He wasn't supposed to be Spider-Man, and that's the big right. reveal, is when he gets back to Earth-42, he thinks it's his mom he's talking to the whole time, but it's really his mom from Earth-42, and the big reveal is that he is the Prowler. The Miles Morales of Earth-42 is now the Prowler, and Gwen is, of course, forming her team of Penny Parker with, you know, the big robot spider and Nicolas Cage's uh, Spider-Man Noir, uh, the pig, spider Peter pig, Parker. he's in there, Peter Porker. Got all, all the crew together, including Spider-Man India and Hobie as well. So it's going to be a big team up to go and rescue Miles. But to, I'll uh, hand it over to you after I say this, R.B., to finish off what you were saying earlier. Um, I think the next movie is going to start with, uh, let's do this one last time. I'm Miles Morales and I've been the prowler for the last five years. And then like, okay. it'll be like that. Yep. And that's, I can, we're gonna I can see the Earth forty two Miles Morales.
1: Yep. So I feel and like that's that what is, it's gonna be. And the other the other big reveal, uh and I, I think this leaves some interesting wiggle room, is that where the mural is that you know, Miles in Earth sixteen ten is painted to uh to Uncle Aaron, it, there's a there's a mural to his father, who is you know dead in this universe. That's the other big right. reveal. Right.
0: Yeah. And I, there's so many cool little callbacks in into the Spider Verse, the first film that I noticed on Twitter after watching this movie that people were posting about how when Spider Man and Miles Morales first meet in that thing scene right after he gets bit. That you can see the spider sense, but you know how they kind of sense each other. You can mm-hmm. see the spider sense around Miles's head is green and purple, like the Prowler, before it changes into red and blue, showing ah. that his destiny is now changed. Now he's Spider-Man, not the Prowler, like he was supposed to be in this story.
1: Got it. Got it. Yeah. And this, I mean, in that
0: universe, sorry. Yeah.
1: I, I, <laughs> I'm. What excites me most about this next film coming out, the sequel to this, <clears throat> is that I have absolutely zero idea what they're going to do with it. And I'm so excited for that. And
0: that's the biggest compliment. That's the biggest compliment.
1: I don't have a hunch. I mean, the the only other film I could say left it that way, that that's how I felt, was the end of uh, Infinity War. I had no idea where they were going to go in Endgame. Um, Yeah,
0: I agree. And I I felt the same way... uh, Oh, sorry, go ahead.
1: Yeah, the, the way Endgame went was unlike anything i could have ever fathomed so i'm really excited to see what happens in this next spider-verse film
0: Uh, yeah i was gonna say this is the perfect cliffhanger setup for them to literally do anything and like we could guess and we could get anything wrong or anything right like they have the perfect blank slate to take us anywhere they want in beyond the spider-verse and that is the biggest compliment they could give this is in my opinion, I don't know about Urb. This is one of the best, like you were saying, cliffhangers I've ever seen since Infinity War. I'd also put it up there with Empire Strikes Back as a big, perfect ending. yep.
1: yep. absolutely.
0: So, high praise, high praise for Across the Spider Verse. If you guys haven't seen it yet, go see it. Um, if you have already seen it, we hope that you enjoyed it as much as we did, and we hope that you'll rewatch it because all these films that. Uh, uh, what is it Lord and Miller I think are the directors of this film they uh, also did Lego uh, Lego movie they also did Lego Batman movie uh, you know all their movies are so rewatchable that you mm-hmm. can literally watch them hundreds and hundreds of times and learn something very new very much so. so yep is there anything else that you want to touch on RB as we close up this review
1: uh, not that I can think of, no, just that I uh, cannot wait for uh, next year, because I believe they already have a release date, and it's 2024, um, summer of 2024 yeah. for I'd, Spider- uh, I
0: think it's going to get delayed. Out of
1: the Spider-Verse? Uh, okay.
0: Beyond the Spider-Verse.
1: Beyond the Spider-Verse, thank you. It's a, um, well, yeah, it, be, yeah,
0: it's beyond. I think it's going to get delayed to 2025, personally.
1: Okay. Well, I certainly hope it isn't because I yeah. can. I am on the edge yeah, of my seat waiting for this. Yeah. Uh, so before we go, we'll just chat a little bit about what we have coming up. Like Dom mentioned, um, I have seen The Flash. That'll be the next big one, big film review we re- uh, are getting ready to talk about. Also, a uh, one that we're really excited about on Disney Plus, uh, Stan, the Stan Lee documentary, uh, hit Disney Plus last week, uh, last weekend, I believe, for Father's Day weekend. Won all sorts of awards, I believe, at the Tribeca Film Festival, so really excited to see what that's all about, obviously. None of this would be possible without the genius Stan Lee, uh, so really excited to give that a watch, um, as well as the first episode of Secret Invasion. Um, I had a chance to watch that right before we got ready to film this one. Um, we'll likely, I think, hold off on that one until the entire show is out, but... Um, Definitely my verdict's still out after one episode, but exciting to see Samuel L. Jackson and Kobe Smolder, amongst others, you know, back on back on screen. We love Sam Jack and uh, Kobe Smolder oh, yeah. as Agent Hill, so excited to see them back in action in the MCU.
0: And sooner than later, Arby, we're gonna be saying we're weeks away from Ahsoka. That's all. That's, the, yep. that's my yep. most anticipated show of all time right now. Mm. Like, Without a doubt. You have no idea how excited are, I am for that show.
1: We are weeks <laughs> away from Rebels Season 5.
0: Yes, a- absolutely. Yep. And so that's, with that's that, we won't thing, hold so... anybody else. <laughs> all right, everybody. So we'll see you on the next episode of Top of the List. Later.
1: Later, everybody.